growing up the way that I did, wanting to be perfect, my sister and I were overweight. We would be called Bertha Butt. I had those teachers tell me that I wasn't good enough. My medical records is the way that they described me. Depressed, fearful, frightened, angry, helpless, hopeless, depressed, worthless, detached. And now I'm speaking to like 800 of you. And I'm not patting myself on the back, I'm really not. Our experiences, good and bad, make us who we are. And a big one for me is my battle with mental illness and my stay in the mental hospital. It's my story, I'm not embarrassed, and it's the story that brings me to send you a long distance hug every single week. So welcome friend to Consider Yourself Hugged. Today's hug, decisions to make during this tough week ahead. I am Dr. Tammy West here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. In full disclosure, you might notice like a, a nasally quality to my voice in the moment. And I thought about recording later, but I I need plenty of time to record and listen and edit. So I was just like, I'm going to have to suck it up and do it. So what happened about 30 minutes ago is I was outside throwing sticks with Charlie. So if you follow me at all on social media... You've seen my pictures and videos of my two-year-old 85-pound golden retriever, Charlie, who loves to run and chase sticks. They're actually like nylon bone kind of things. But anyway, I have two of them, and I throw one, he goes and gets it, and then I throw the other one oftentimes in the opposite direction, and he runs back, and he passes me and goes and get that, gets that. Well, today, I guess I got in his way, and he knocked my legs out from under me. I went straight up in the air, flat down on my back so hard that it knocked the wind out of me. My glasses went flying into the grass and my arm is all scraped up. And I'm pretty sure my left back along my ribs is going to be nice and bruised in a couple of days. And I, and I tell you that this morning because it goes along, I think, with this whole time period. I cried hard for probably, well, let's see, it happened 30 minutes ago. So 30 minutes, just about, I mean, hard, like laying in the drive, it was on the gravel driveway, by the way, if I didn't say that. And it took me twice going back outside to find my glasses, like going along the ground, like where are my glasses? Um, but I thought as I'm crying and I'm crying, like ugly crying. And I'm thinking, why am I, I mean, it hurt obviously, but not like snort and like yell crying. Thank goodness we live on five acres and I don't think my neighbors heard me. Yeah, I did yell at Charlie, but it was more than that. I think it was just all of the emotions of everything that's been going on for the past month. And I try, like I'm thinking you try to be positive. I really do. And I am. And even as I'm talking, I'm feeling better. So this is like a little bit of therapy, but the emotions just sometimes well up. And you might even know that the science of crying, you release some of those chemicals and it just makes you feel better. So I may sound weird, but I feel better. I wanted to talk to you a minute today about what is being touted as possibly the saddest and most difficult week of our lives so far in this generation as humans. 
that we could see death tolls climbing higher than they ever have for a period of time through this pandemic. And I thought, wow, that is such a tough thing to hear. And it's hard for me sometimes when I decide to do either a podcast or a Facebook Live or writing or anything because I don't want to say the same old thing that I think everybody is hearing. But that doesn't mean that sometimes we need to hear things over and over and over. But it takes me a while to figure out what do I have to say that's anything different than every other person who's trying to be positive is out there saying. But I do have some things that I think might be a little bit different. I'm sure there's going to be some repetition from other things. Because if you're listening, you're looking for positive things to uplift you. So I have four. Four things that I wanted to encourage you to do to get through this tough week ahead. And I hope they come out okay. I hope I don't get even more emotional during it. But you know what? Here we go. Let's let's just get to it. The first thing that is foundational to getting through not just this tough week, but this tough time period, number one is to dive into your belief system. Dive into it like full steam ahead. Mine is Christianity. You probably already know that. It's so important during crisis times like this to know what you believe, okay, and not just always get your information from other people's interpretations. And what I mean is pastors and authors, etc. I mean, those things are so important. I love my pastor. I love my church. I love to read books on what other people think about the Bible. So helpful. But the question that we have to know is, what do, what do I believe? What do you believe? What is your interpretation of what you have professed to be your life system? Of course, I hope it's Christianity, but whatever it is. Because, you know, if you if you ask three preachers what this crisis means as it relates to God, you know, well, how is this happening and, wh- and what does this mean with this loving God? If you ask three different preachers, one might tell you it's God's wrath. We, we are being punished. Another will tell you that the deal is we are all going to face adversity at some point in life. And that having Christ at the center of our life is what's important. And they'll quote scripture. And I wrote it down so I remember which one I wanted to quote. It's John 16, 33. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So that's encouraging, right? So second one will do that and tell you we're going to have tribulations, but Christ is here to, to, he already overcome the world for us and it's one. And a third will simply talk about Jesus's love. And those are all, I'm not a real fan of the God's wrath one, but you'll get different advice from different people. Each each of us, okay, you're, you're listening today and you are experiencing this crisis differently than me, differently from someone else who is listening, differently from a friend, differently from a family member and a, and a, maybe a colleague and a coworker. And since we're all experiencing it differently, then we need different types of hope from our belief system, from the Bible. Maybe have you lost someone to this crisis and I, and I am praying for you? Are you out there working on the front lines? Have you lost your income? Are you lonely? Are you overwhelmed with maybe being at home with everybody when normally that's not the case? We're all experiencing it differently. So knowing what you believe 
and why you believe it and being able to lean on it is foundational. I am not a sports person, but for we Christians, it's like we've been preparing for the Super Bowl of faith for our entire lives. And now it's time to see if we really believe it and if we're willing to dive in. What better time to do it than now? So that's number one, foundational. Number two, choose who you want to be through this. This relates to what you've heard me talk about before in the realm of, I'm not going to talk about stress, but stress and identity. You know, I talk about how we get our identity in being stressed out and it becomes who we are. So we each play a role in this and it's, it's up to me, it's up to you to decide what that role is. Let me give you a few examples. My sons live in San Francisco. My daughter lives in Orlando. Okay, that's my three biological. And then we have the other children that, that live locally. We have some in Mississippi. And funny, my husband and I were talking yesterday that my three biological, they still all have work while he and I do not. That's kind of weird. My husband will be furloughed as of this Friday. Ugh. So my older son works for a political nonprofit digital type I don't know. He'd probably kill me if he heard. I, anyway, he works for a political nonprofit and he can work remotely. Everything they do is online. My daughter works for Disney Cruise Line. She works shoreside in their offices and she's working, currently working from home. We're not sure how much longer that will be the case for her. My other son moved to San Francisco to look for employment in his field. He loved it in San Francisco. So when he graduated from grad school, he moved there to look for a position in the sciences. But until that happens, he took a job a couple of months ago. <clears throat> See y'all serum. Still having some of this uh, teary drainage going down my throat. Uh, but he took a job at, at the neighborhood, the grocery store in their neighborhood, and he's still working there. Okay. One of our other daughters, Mindy, is a nurse at a local hospital. I'm, I'm getting to a point here in just a minute. I just want to lay some, some groundwork here. This morning, I saw a story on the news. It was about a man um, in his 30s. He was COVID positive. He was extremely ill. He was hospitalized. His wife is a nurse, but currently a stay-at-home mom. So the point of the story was just that he was young and very, very sick. Didn't think he was going to make it was the whole point was to listen, you know, to listen to the advice and not think that you're just super person and can't get it. But then there was this other side to the story. And that was his wife saying that as soon as her quarantine time is over, she is going to go back to work as a nurse to help people. Okay. So we have all these people out there doing these things, still working. And then on the flip side, several of my friends are now home with their children. They are Um, homeschooling in a sense, I guess. But I see them posting Facebook videos of their lessons, um, different posts about different ideas, fun things that they're doing. And then I have some single friends who are home by themselves. They're engaging in Zoom conferences. They're posting positive memes. So we have all of these things going on. And here is my point. As best as you can, recognize that you have power in this situation. So what I mean is, as I'm looking at Facebook posts from all these different types of people, I've seen mostly positive, but sometimes I see someone write something like, quote, not having the luxury of sheltering at home because they have to be out there on the front lines or they have to be out there doing this. And please, I am not, 
I am not trying to be heartless about this at all. Um, I'm, I just, if you've listened to me before, you know, I'm not a fan of have to and can't. Okay. So, but they talk about that. And then there are other people occasionally that I will see posting about being forced to be at home. And the reason I bring this up at all is just to say, this takes your power away. This will give you an identity of being powerless and hopeless. And there are so many things we have no control over in this situation. So many. And there are many that we do. And it will change your entire perception to say something like this. Now, this is what my my son has said. Well, let me tell you this first. I, I think I've mentioned this before. One of his triggers is his health. When I say triggers, I mean anxiety. He's sort of wired like me. So he has this anxious tendency. And a big one for him is health. And so to work in the heart of downtown San Francisco, in a grocery store where there are people, people, people everywhere, and there have been diagnosed people in his area, it's a huge deal for him. His brother could help him kind of foot the bill for a while, and he could get unemployment, I think, if he quit. And he could quit. But this is what he said, and I wrote it down, maybe not word for word, but he said, I could quit and probably get unemployment, but I really like my coworkers and I don't want to leave them there to do this alone. And I was so proud of him. So be proud of your role, whether it's out there healing or serving, maybe you're working in a restaurant or in a store, or you're driving, you're transporting, you're feeding kids out in the schools and neighborhoods, you're homeschooling, you're teaching remotely, you're posting inspiring things, you're taking care of your own family or children, or you're simply staying home to protect the health of others, your family, and yourself. Whatever it is, decide who you will be and the choices you will make. Because when this becomes history and you tell your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids, whatever, the last thing you want is to look back and think, oh, I wish I had experienced this differently. So that's the second one. Choose who you want to be through this. And number three, or not and number three, that sounds like it's the last one. How about on to number three? Number three, pay close attention to other humans, even in passing. So this sounds like a weird one, but I mentioned, I think in an episode a few weeks ago, the only one I've done really about Corona is that we are all living this differently, but for sure, we're all living this at a higher emotional level. Level. I did a Facebook live, I think last week, and I talked about going to the post office and to Walmart. And I think it was the first day where I just really went, whoa, I get to the post office and they have a sign that says only three people allowed in the lobby. So I open the door and there are four people and they have on masks. So I shut the door and stand outside because I really do want to follow whatever the rules are in this. I want to do that. So I stood outside and a woman came up behind me and I told her, I said, well, there's already too many people in the lobby. And she said something, kind of mumbled, walked in front of me, opened the door. And I thought, well, she's going to look. But she did not look. She walked right in and got in line. I left. I turned around and I left. And the reason that I left is because I knew I was about to over overreact. I was like in an eight on a zero to 10 emotional scale. It had already been kind of a challenging morning. And the last thing I wanted to do was overreact. Because the thing is, I don't know, that woman may not have heard me. She may not have understood me. 
I would like to believe that someone would not blatantly listen to what I said, choose to not honor what I said, choose to break the rules and just barge in like that. Look, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. It does. But what difference did it make in that moment? For me, I needed to leave. We're all operating at a higher emotional level. So I'm thinking when we pay attention, even in passing, and I don't, by pay attention, I don't mean, of course, don't touch them or hug them or breathe on them or, or take on their issues as yours or worry about them necessarily. But what I mean is just pay close attention to your reaction and your mind. This is a great time to lose phrases like, people are idiots. People only think about themselves. People don't care about anything else but their own world. People for sure operate that way, but I'd like to think that most people don't. Because, you know, prior to March-ish of 2020, on any given day, you'd go out to Walmart or the post office and you would encounter along your day people who were certainly going through something tough in the moment and people who really weren't in the moment. Today, you can almost be assured that everyone is. So what a better time to tweak your thinking about the humans in your world. It's the perfect time to adjust your mind and look at things differently to bring down your emotional level and to be a better human. And finally, number four. This is my ending on a positive note, I hope. Number four, how will you help? I'm thinking, you know, when you look back on this time, won't it be great to contemplate how you help to change the world? And we are all changing the world one person at a time. Some people are serving the front lines that we talked about. They're doing something to keep our country going. Nurses, we talked about these stores, servers, drivers, child nutrition people, teachers, emergency. Some people, that's what they are doing to help. Some are making masks, donating masks, um, giving money, praying, doing something to make a difference in this world. So don't let the most important historical time in our lives pass you by without contributing something. And I, I was thinking this, this whole time it's been going on, what can I contribute? I've tried to do more in my Facebook group. Um, I've tried to reach out to people in my neighborhood and go to the store if they need something. And I'm not tooting my own horn because these are not big deals, but, oh, oh, and I'm trying to give away hugs in the form of pins and stickers because y'all might remember I ordered these Consider Yourself Hugged pins and stickers a while back for events and then my events all went away. So I take them with me when I go to the store in the post office. I, I give a pin or a few stickers uh, to the person who helps me. I've been giving them away through contests on my private Stress Club Facebook page. And I'm looking at trying to partner with some companies to maybe more make them more available. It's not much, but it's something because people can't really hug so much now. And this, this is what I can contribute. A few weeks ago, um, one of my podcast guests, Donna Clark Love, who I love, she quoted a man named Edward Everett Hale. And he said, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. And I will not let what I cannot do 
interfere with what I can do. I love that quote. So do what you can. And there you have it. I made it without breaking down emotionally or crying or snorting. I think my arm has continued to swell as I've been sitting here. Pretty sure my back is going to look like a car wreck when all this is said and done. But I feel so much better. Thanks for the therapy. I hope that it helped you listening as much as it did me talking. And hopefully I didn't ramble. So there, that's it. Four things to make this potentially saddest week for our country a little more bearable. Number one was dive into your belief system. Number two, decide who you want to be through this. Number three, pay close attention to the other humans, even in passing. And number four, what will you do to help? And sadly, but also gladly, because I made it. As always, that's our time for today. I am praying every day for our country, our leaders, for everyone's roles, including yours, for all the people affected. And I hope that you'll join me in doing that and join me in trying to stay mentally and emotionally healthy. I'm still going to continue to ask you to pass this show, show, show link along to a friend or two. Subscribe, download, rate, review, wherever you're listening, and head over to TammyWest.com to get information if you would like for me to speak at your next event. Um, I would love to have a next event. And also, I'll put a link there to my my Facebook page, um, maybe to the pins, whatever I said, I'll put a link there. I would love for you to keep following me on Facebook, all the other social media outlets. The links will be in the show notes. And if you're a woman and you haven't joined my private Facebook group, The Stress Club, please do so. The link will be in there as well. And it will be your daily source for exiting the life of stress. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to me today, for growing our community. And we'll close with this. I pray that each day you remember to love, to serve, to feel worthy, to grow, to connect, to change, and to be the best person you can be for yourself and for the other humans in this crazy world. And until next time, consider yourself hugged.